0: Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host. So inspired by today's opposing manager, he has decided to live his life by his many mantras. He will avoid any and all taxes. He will roll around on the floor whenever someone breathes on him, and he will expose himself to cleaning ladies. Welcome, my friend and yours, Luke. Have you seen my welly? Glad all. How are you doing today, Luke? <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't know how I'm going to get over such uh, such baseless and awful allegations, but <laughs> I get quite a few from my my good friend Richard Miller, so <laughs> let's let's just roll with it. Let's just get into proceedings, shall we?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to apologise. I, I think that's two weeks running. I have suggested you get <laughs> <or> some, <laughs> some sort of
1: sex, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh... And, and prior to this, I was also joking that I sent uh, Rich a clip from The Morning Show, of which I then joked that. As as part of that, I was watching it to get tips on how to live with being cancelled as a sex pest.
0: <laughs> Any pointers so. to share?
1: No, well, uh, you know, bar, bar some great spoilers, it's not looking good from uh, anything
0: I can get from Steve Carell's character. So uh, there uh, we go. Shame, shame. Well, anyway. um, yeah, I mean, he is one of the, genuinely one of the worst characters in football. And football has a, a penchant for what you might call knobheads uh, Steve mm. Evans now uh, now of Gillingham a real real low-life scumbag uh, and I don't we don't need to say allegedly allegedly because he he has been prosecuted he is a he is a genuine criminal uh, so that's fine I think if you once you're found guilty in a court of law the allegedly allegedly um, drifts away Hmm. And we can we can just talk openly about you, yeah, being a right old cock end. And uh he he really is one. Um, he can't see his own cock end, but we can
1: see you're a cock end, Steve. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, but anyway, let's let's talk time wasting, much like Steve
0: Evans decides, yes. and get right into it. Let's do this. Breaking who who, who's and we have a uh, a bumper smorgasbord ahead of us in terms of uh, of news this week. It's a veritable uh, pizza hut buffet of Wednesday news, isn't it? Oh, there are several slices of that action to uh, to dig into. Yeah. Pretend
1: Including you're a, an 18 year old Luke Leddle and you go for the 20 slices of pizza in one go, <laughs> and you can do that because your metabolism's insane. Yeah. What does
0: uh What does current day Luke Leddle do at, the, at a pizza parlor? Same amount of pizza, just more gr- more regret. I can't.
1: Remember the last time I've been to a buffet, Rich, I think last time oh. the buffet was me, me and the at
0: uh me and the in Vegas. Oh wow! Okay, mm. been some time. Mm-hmm. I think COVID may well have done for the buffet. The idea of sort of traipsing around with strangers and uh, dipping into the same. <laughs> big big ladlefuls of food just has has lost some of its appeal and when we're so, yeah. quite quite so full of uh, droplets in our in our minds <laughs> um anyway to start off with a bit of good news i mm. would think it's good news anyway liam palmer signed up for another 18 months is it or is it two and a half years it's sort of
1: it's just essentially just extending his current contract for another year I mean it might yeah. be like it might be a new contract in regards to hey you, you know this is new rates or new terms or less money more money same money I don't know whatever that details is but it, we've got it for another year based on in addition to the end of this season so that's good Yeah, which is good because well, I, I didn't want him to be a player who would we'd run his contract down and I, I wouldn't want to see him go which is really strange which is he's really been a strange, soul, to,
0: hasn't
1: they? Yeah, it's been strange to have. You know, it's funny because I, I still think he's someone who gets a bit of flack on kind of socials, message boards, forums, things a lot of those ilk. And yeah. it's quite funny because I think when we get a bit of that, you almost kind of want to take that person to one side and be like, "That's the opinion of three years ago." He's actually been pretty decent yeah. for the past couple of seasons. Yeah, so
0: exactly. Yeah, you
1: yeah. know, he's he's really matured as a player. And I think there's like a weird thing now, like even right-back, left-back looking to a degree of a wing-back. Um, yeah. And then now in this kind of weird kind of this unorthodox overlapping centre-back type free-at-the-back yeah, thing yeah. with Palmer and Johnson, it's something so unorthodox it kind of works. Unless
0: we forget Roman threat.
1: Roman threat as well, yeah. Another, he just another...
0: Etching added to his CV.
1: Yeah. So he's, he's been great. So I'm really glad that we've managed to secure him for
0: another season.
1: Has there been talk about Patterson staying on for another, another,
0: another year I'd, as well? There was talk about extending his, his contract, mm. yeah. Um, which I'd be, I'd be all for, I think, really. I'd be happy with, yeah. He's simultaneously late 20s and uh, early 60s. He's man for all seasons. Um, No, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to to have uh, Palmer Palmer, um, with us a little bit longer. He'll be sort of, I think, on the cusp of his 33rd birthday by the time that deal uh, is up, Mm. which is mad and makes me feel so old. Mm. In many ways, I do feel like Liam Palmer's dad. um, I'm not, of course, because that's famously Carlton Palmer. But um, he... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it means tr- been tremendous to see him come on, and I, I love this new role for him. Interestingly,
1: <laughs> Rich Rich has the Mandela effect when he remembers back: was it me with my arm around my son Liam Palmer at uh, you know the playoff <laughs> final in two thousand five? No, Rich, that wasn't you. That was actually Liam Palmer's actual father. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Carlton Palmer. Um. <laughs>
1: We're seeing about the the Mandela effect and the how to with John Wilson recently. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yes. it's very funny.
0: Do you want to explain the Mandela effect for people in, briefly, or do you?
1: Uh, is is it a phenomenon where people kind of misimagine kind of things with in the past with brands? Like I think one thing they mentioned in the episode is uh, the dash and hyphen in between Coca Cola. Oh yes, people can't seem to think that's 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 a new thing. That's you know that's never been there. And it's like, no, actually it's been there forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the, the, and specifically it speaks to, there is a group of people who are convinced they remember Nelson Mandela passing away. I know now he has passed away, but passing away in prison. Mm. Um, And if the people who really dig into this feel like it's almost like a DJ mixing various realities. So not not just sliding doors moments, but sl- 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 sliding doors moments. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's the mid nineties, and what were John Hannah
0: and Gwyneth Paltrow doing?
1: They were sliding
0: doors. <laughs> <laughs> but in this particular reality, Liam Palmer is with us for uh, for another year, so that's rather nice. Good, sir. Um, should we stick with the good news and then just get really sunk into the, the bad, the bad news? Uh, yeah. yeah. Or do we, yeah, we could mix it up, I guess. But, um, we, I really loved the sight of seeing, uh, Josh Windass back in training, um, mm. with his kind of snooty type thing, but one, uh, around the forehead. Um, not quite a hat because it lets the, the locks poke out the top. Um, uh, but, Whatever he was wearing, it's nice to see him back on, on that on the Middlewood Road pitches and uh, going through the motions with the rest of the team, and and gives hope for the future that we might uh, we might see him on a pitch soon, and uh, he'll start tearing up this league like so many of us hoped he would do. Did it? Did you have a little flutter in your heart, a little bit of glee when you saw the the pictures of him? Training? I didn't
1: even see this, Rich. This is new oh. to me. So I, I think there's been as we we assemble. Prior to recording, we're like, oh, we've got this news. I've got this news. And you're like, oh, this happened as well. So I, I miss this. I mean, I know he's on the, you know, he's on the, he's on the comeback trail, right?
0: But you, Don't you have that sort of hardworn pessimism of being a Wednesday fan that you're just sort of like waiting to hear about a setback when a player's been out for that long?
1: No, as a Wednesday fan, I just wait until we bring them back too early and then they, they get an injury again, right?
0: That's fair enough, yeah. Rushed yeah. back.
1: Ooh, 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 ooh. Rich is There's showing me, tap, yeah.
0: This looks like a tackle happening.
1: Ooh, looks like he's going to strike a ball there. Yeah. Imagine him doing that on the pitch at Hillsborough.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? It's been too long.
1: And Has he always had
0: that tattoo on his calf? Is that new?
1: I, I don't know. I don't have a good idea of his uh I thought his, you his kept tattoos. up that, uh,
0: that blog, Tatwatch.
1: Tatwatch. <laughs> Well actually I tried to call it Mr. Skin, but I realized there was something else called Mr. Skin already. So
0: Yeah. Well that yeah, so that led you the um the, the <laughs> Yeah, the kind of ha- the, the Harry Mobile turning circle of your online life was you yeah. found out that somebody had already done Mr. Skin, but you hmm. thought you had a unique enough take, so that's why you did Tit Watch. Then I- well you no, I was thinking
1: about because it was, you know, I still carried on the Mr. Skin thing, but I think it was too close for the, you know, my my legal advice said it's okay. too close because I did I did think about calling it Mr. Skin in the game because it's all about um it's all about people in the sporting world, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then the branch of off of Tit Watch is Tat Watch, where uh you, you keep up to date with all, all the latest in ink.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Bill Oddie Bill wasn't happy with me. No. Is Bill Oddy with us anymore as he passed away?
0: I think, amazingly, he's still with us. Oh, that's we nice. Did lose a goody, but I think we've got <laughs> two left.
1: And that was Tim the Tallman Taylor, wasn't it?
0: Yes. <gasps> <Yeah.
1: laughs> well, well, well. Uh, Who knew he could conquer both the English world of comedy and the American world of comedy at the same time, the same career? <laughs>
0: Interestingly, that noise is kind of like the funky Gibber noise, which later inspired his sitcom persona. I think, um, right? Anyway, the bad the the, the bad news is, uh, on the injury front is that we now know that I offer he sort of mysteriously disappeared, but we now we now know he's out until the new year at least, um, and there are. There are whispers and rumours and things like that, where people are saying that possibly it's the new year and then some, maybe, maybe even the season, uh, mm. in terms of which would be dreadful uh, luck considering he uh, he missed most of last year with with injury as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that that that'd be a real shame if that's the case. Um,
1: no, uh, no injury news on Sam Hutchinson
0: no no i mean again as there's, there's, there's talk about whether he's, there's been a falling out uh once again but then today more in his post match comf- press conference sort of said that I offer or hutch would have played if either of them were fit so and he, i suppose he didn't need to bring them up voluntarily if uh if I there mean, was some other issue
1: yeah we can get onto that when we can look at the lineup today i guess I, I guess the other news to talk about, right, is is covering the midweek match as well. Yeah, we had another slice of the action, even though I think both us and both us and Harrogate Town were comfortably in the next round. I believe
0: we were both full, comfortably full, but we thought no point saving that last slice. We'll, we'll have it.
1: Yeah, let's eat eat it before our bellies tell us that we're too full.
0: Yes, exactly. Much
1: like a young Luke Leddle did. With many times he had a large Domino's or went to a Pizza Hut buffet. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, this was a this was a weird game in many ways, and mm. one of these oddly, I don't know, it's, it's sort of oddly pleasant. Um and once again. With all our great performances, you will know that notice that uh, listeners that there's a theme that I'm never there when we have our best performances at Hillsborough. Um, <laughs> although this, interestingly, whether it was a great performance or not, is, is the score line is tremendous at the end of the game. Mm. Um, but the performance was was weird, um, and I think it's probably fair to say a lot. Of, a lot of people were pretty impressed by Harrogate Town and and the way they played. Um, hmm. They're one of these clubs that's had a a storied kind of rise through the leagues, and they they almost can't believe that they're a league club. But they're they not only are a league club, but they're excelling in League Two um, under the tutelage of ex-Wednesday manager. Uh, well, it wasn't a manager for us, but ex-Wednesday player Simon Weaver.
1: Yeah, someone who came up our youth scheme and then kind of exited for a you know bit of a bit of a journeyman journeyman career around the lower leagues and. Yeah, yeah, and now he's doing doing good stuff at Harrogate Town. He's been there for a long time as a manager.
0: Yeah, definitely the longest-serving manager in the in the football league by a by a long chalk. Um, but there's a lot to admire about the way they play. You know, lots of dribbling, lots of. Um, I actually saw a bit of him on Alan Biggs's show where they sit on the <laughs> sit on and talk for hours and hours. Um, is it on? She- it's on Sheffield Live. I can't really remember what his bit's called, but anyway, I saw a bit of it. They talked about Wednesday, um, and he he kept saying, "Oh, we play like Wednesday used to when I was there." You know, moving it, moving it, moving it around quickly, getting it down the flanks. Um, that's sort of his what he was brought up playing, and what he what he now aspires to as a manager. Um, but he had some nice words to say about wednesday um, i think his his post match press conference was interesting into that he absolutely went for his defence but what did you make of this so we we had um we had kieran brennan come back um after his loan spell we also ch- sorry took Liam waldock in uh, to the uh to the team similarly back from that loan spell uh, there was a Debut for David Agbon Tahoma, mm-hmm. uh, who also who played centre-back. And I think we sort of said that we tried to sort of, like good teams, big teams do, we played a second-string team, but they played the same formation as the first team, more mm. or less. Well, so,
1: well, the interesting thing is actually I realised that just talking to you now, I did make a series of notes about this game. So we do have a chunk to talk about here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is the interesting thing for me was looking over this lineup and thinking are we going to be fine here because previously I think the mentality has been that the limitations put on she- Sheffield broader. Wednesday Football club is quite strict in terms of like having a first team outlook to the lineup
0: it's, it's not as um, it's not as night and day as it used to be
1: right okay so broader. but I guess the interesting thing is we've had so many there's been a weird, flavour, I think, because it's maybe been earlier in the season that we've put a fairly strong team out for this thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And now it hasn't looked so strong in terms of an outlook, I must say. Yeah. And then because I was looking at the limitations and I, I don't know if this has been, this has probably been changed, I guess, probably since, probably since the time that we had, yes. we were called Megson bringing off bringing off Weaver.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it has. Yeah. It, it's loosened up since then, basically. Um it's going to be probably I'm, too
1: long. Well, I've put the stuff in here. EFL clubs myself for qualifying outfield players in their lineup. And that's basically any players start the previous or following first team fixture. Oh, so that's even retrospectively. You can even pick yeah. someone who's going to play yeah. that one. A player in the top 10 players of the club have made the most appearances in League of Domestic Cup competition this season. Any play with 40 or more first team appearances in their career. That just makes it wide open for anybody. Exactly. So could, be honest. that's,
0: yeah, so almost everybody that played outside of the very youngest will will, mm. will tick the that box. That's the thing, I think. Yeah, it's it's a lot broader than it used to be. Right. Which actually makes it ideal for us in terms of what we had, you know, Luongo and um, Byers coming back and playing the game They've not managed to play very much this season, either of them, mm. through injury. Uh, but the fact that they are undoubtedly... First team players or would be first team players injury aside means that they do qualify, thankfully, and we can play them. And they both got uh, a good 70 odd minutes under their belts. Well,
1: you know, by the fact that they've played 40 more first team appearances in their career, it means that they're they're pretty comfortable. So it is that, but I mean, I guess it's just so weird against going against some of the previous lineups we've seen, which have been decent second tier strength sides. This has flavors of that, but I guess just interestingly bringing in Brennan and Ogbon to, to Homer. Yeah, I apologize if I'm absolutely butchering the pronunciation of the, the gentleman's name. Um, and Liam Baldock as well. Like it's it. It was really interesting to see that lineup.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's fair enough. But I would, It's been a frustration the last few weeks, particularly Brennan not being around. I think. I think that whilst we've struggled at the back, it just made no sense to have a guy who's been a perfectly good centre-back for us whenever he's been asked Mm. somewhere else. Um, And I'm sure his wages are not so considerable that it would make any difference one way or another to the the bottom line of the football club. So it's not a financial decision. Um, So, yeah, nice to see him come back. Nice to—he's uh, again on the bench uh, for this weekend's game as well. So he's—he's he's got uh, there's the potential for him to get a fair amount of time in and around the first team. Given that it seems Hutch has got something fairly long term, I offers definitely got something long term, and we don't didn't have many options there to start with. Yeah, um, there's still
1: obviously Gibson, right? Gibson completely. Uh... The line is struck through his name, including yeah. including the element of seemingly from what Moore says that we're talking to Everton to, I don't know, basically but kind of cur- have
0: there, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I guess curtail his time at Sheffield Wednesday.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. The, so the uh, the lineup we 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 play Jack Hunt uh, right wing back. There's a back three of Brennan, Agbon, Tahoma and Brown. And then Shadipo played left wing back. Uh, midfield of Waldock, Luongo and Bayers. Really good to see those two back. Um, and and then Berahino and Silasau up top. Um, but broadly, the same kind of shape that we've been playing mm. uh, the last few weeks. So again, it points to the idea that maybe we've actually, after months and months of experimentation, we've, we've actually maybe that hit happened upon a, a formula that there's some legs to. Um, although some players flourished in that, some players didn't do so well. What did you, so you, you said you got a few notes there. What, what did you sort of make of, uh, make of things as, as, as the game went on?
1: Well, I guess that's the interesting thing is I don't know, with the greatest respect, I don't really know a great deal about Harrogate Town other than kind of this narrative and this, this kind of background of what, they've, what they're achieving. So it was interesting to see how, you know, we, we had like a second string, but going up against a second string previously of Mansfield
0: mm. and
1: making a very tight affair of it, something that we almost didn't manage to do is to get three points from that game yeah, for this competition. And interesting that, it, it, yeah, from the off, it was just kind of a real back and forth game. Um, You know, we seem to... I, I don't know. I, do you think the defense did okay, considering like the youngsters? They they seem to be they seem to be taxed by Harrogate Town they quite did. heavily.
0: They did, yeah. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think you come out of the game. I'm, I'm looking at the ratings here on uh, my new favorite friend SofaScore. Score. Um, Joe Wildsmith's come out of this with a nine point seven. <laughs> um, Out of a hundred, right? Hey. <laughs> um, and that's that, so. That's here. That's uh, you know, faced nine shots on target. Uh, there was another four shots blocked. On top of that, that they did have a lot of efforts, and 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 really probably did. should have had a penalty as well. Mm. Um, so I th- it's interesting. It was a fascinating sort of game, really, and I think. Maybe because it didn't matter so much. Maybe because of Weaver's connection to Wednesday, it felt like the atmosphere was kind of interesting around the ground. Um, we scored at good good times, and we we took our chances. We didn't have that many chances, but we took them when we had them. Uh, I mean, Longo
1: is, pinged the post pretty early on. That was
0: he did, he did. That was really. It would have been a really lovely effort. Killed it. Um, I <laughs> I was once again caught out by the seven. PM kickoff time, so I was listening on Radio Sheffield for a period of time, and they—I uh, think Rob said—that would have been a the sort of return he's dreamed of during the during his injury. I just was imagining I was spending a bit of my drive back from work thinking about Mass Monog. I had the greatest dream, babe. Ah, oh, we were playing Harrogate Town and. <laughs> I curled one in, and you would not believe it. Ah, oh, it was the greatest dream I've ever had <laughs> mm. uh. <laughs> but, no, that would have been a great set off, but we did score fairly early on, didn't we, which i think settled the settled the nerves and mm. put us onto a to a, to a, to a pretty good firm footing um I a, 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 a sort of spurned opportunity originally by Hunt. He sort of got it caught between his feet, but then had the presence of mind to to tap it across to Saido know for a tap-in and his mm-hmm. first goal since his debut for us. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting game all round. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I'm, I'm just trying to...
1: I, I, I think uh, for the second goal, I, another interesting thing, Rich, is did you think that somehow, did you have a moment where you had your own Mandela effect, where you thought that we'd got rid of Jordan Rhodes because George Byers scored, like, one of the only <laughs> decent Jordan Rhodes goals that he could actually yeah, score? Yeah, from? yeah, yeah. What a header that was. It was lovely. A really cultured, kind of lofted, glancing back header. Yeah. I was, and, you know, good work. That was some brilliant crossfield ball ball from, from Brennan.
0: That was gorgeous. Yeah, that cross field
1: yeah. ball. I, th- I think it was maybe, uh, I don't know who it was. Was it, um, what's the name of the chap who's a? Uh... Peter Lohman. Peter Lohman. Uh, yes. <laughs> Did he call him Brennan Bauer?
0: Brennan Bauer, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that. that was, that was that. fantastic.
1: Great cross field <laughs> ball. Uh, Shadipa still had a bunch to do, but you know, buyers headed home like a season number nine getting into space and definitely flicking ahead of Pastor Harrogate keeper. <laughs>
0: Wonderful! That was it. Was great. It was really good. Th- this is interesting because it's obviously like so. We've got a goal here. Uh, it would have been really nice if the story coming into this weekend was these players really found their feet in the in the in the slice of the action. Johnson's paint um, <laughs> get a slice of the paint. Um, <laughs> Papa John's trophy. Uh, because Shadipo, Shadipo racks up a couple of assists. Mm. He, he provided the assist, assist for Silasau as well. Um, Berahino got a goal, got a kind of poacher's goal, a Johnny-on-the-spot sort of goal. So there could this could have spoken to good things. Those are two players who have really, really struggled for form and looked way off it of late. Um, so it would have been nice if this had been kind of a bit of a turning point for them, but Unfortunately, well, we'll talk. I don't, I don't want to talk about this weekend too much, but they're still frustrating characters, and they still have a frustrating prominence in Darren Moore's headspace. But mm. I, I suppose you begin to see why and what the potential is in moments like the ones we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, we we chucked on Karodi Adedoyin after that after that third goal, and uh, Berahino came out and. I really liked seeing his uh, approach to things. He had a pretty uh, excited, a sort of puppy dog freshness to the way he was playing. Uh, and he, he, he. Uh, uh, what I mean in terms of the interesting atmosphere of the game was people were upset that the play that there was a Harrogate player had to get sent off. So it was definitely a a, a, fr- a penalty. It was definitely a red card. Um, Connor Hall was the last man. By accident, really, sort of clipped the heels of Adedoyan as he was through on goal, but he had to go. But there was there was almost disappointment from the crowd because I think it had been such a spirited display by Harrogate. I don't think any nobody's there as a Wednesday fan wanting Harrogate to win, but I think it just felt like a very cruel almost unnecessary punishment on top of mm. <laughs> three that we already had to have a man sent off, and then um, we, we rounded it off. It was a very cool penalty from Adedoyan to, to, pick, mm. to pick up the, the fourth and final goal. We haven't talked about Silasau's effort. What did you make of that? That was the third goal.
1: That was incredible. I mean, the guy on the counter ran the land for the pitch. Yeah. Really special stuff, yeah. For someone who's kind of confused and, and made us wonder, like, who is this player? What are we missing? Yeah. Um did a lot for his stock to, to to you know in this weird in this weird game in this know,
0: weird game in this weird pull off a
1: moment of real fantastic brilliance.
0: Yeah, I it think like
1: this is a... some like watching these games makes you think a bit like it's some kind of weird spin-off it's a bit <laughs> like saying well do you, you like Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, I love Sheffield Wednesday. Yo, you lo- I love the league football. Yeah, yeah. So I think you'll like the spin-off so it's like, you know, if you like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you'll love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I'm
0: like, no, they're two very different things. <laughs> do you know, I think it's a little bit more like, especially with the way, we're, the way our League season's gone um, and the, the relative success we've had, do you think it's a bit more like, you know, how, uh, in, you know how Superman is a superpower on our planet, but just a normal, a fairly normal sort of dude? Uh, on his own planet. It's a bit like that, like hearing about somebody from school. It's like, yeah, this guy, they really like him down there on earth. He's like doing all this, He's, like lifting buildings up and stuff. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> what? The little stripy kid from, the guy we picked last in basketball. That guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's a bit like that with Wednesday. We're like, yeah, mm. this is the same team. But they just just, uh, yeah, we just go, we just wander in there, play terribly. Absolutely, pump the opposition. That's that's yeah. what we do.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's less Agent Carter, and maybe more Agent Creedy,
0: maybe. <laughs> oh dear! Yes, absolutely. Well, so that that was the midweek game. Any more? Uh, any more? For any more? There?
1: No. Oh, it was just a. It was just a weird kind of bizarre, bizarre result. But it was, you know, it's a nice, you know, nice. Nice, fun little excursion from things, right?
0: And I think it's it's uh, it's localized all the way to the s- semifinals. I think the competition. So mm. we'll have
1: a, well, a oh. Speaking in further news, we know that uh, we've had a oh, couple yeah? of cup draws this week, haven't we? Yes. So if if we're successful midweek in the FA Cup, we will be away at either what is it, Knots County or Rochdale. And then, as part I'm of the again. Papa John's, we will be home to Hartlepool United.
0: Oh, OK. I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard the draw. Okay. Yeah, oh, no, cool. that was today. Ah, Hartlepools. Mm. Um, we, when, uh, when Brian Clough, that was the team he started his managerial career with, uh, When he when he went there, they didn't have any, they didn't have the budget and they didn't have any kits. So Sheffield Wednesday provided... Spare kits for them. There you go. Little story. Little, oh, isn't that nice? Little connection. Remember Brian Clough? Oh, old big head, they called him. Um, so that brings us on to this weekend's match Sheffield Wednesday versus Gillingham. They tottered their way up the, uh, uh, the country all the way from Kent, bringing with them just six substitutes. Six five five substitutes,
1: and they were and all ran. in Leppings Lane. Then is that what you're saying? Rich?
0: They were all in Leppings Lane. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wednesday, by and large, went tried to go back to the old formation, but we've we had a, a couple of forced changes, so um, that meant Patterson went up top ish. Mm. Corbenou went out to the to the right wing, and Shadipo on the left and then in the middle we had Lewis Wing, Delhi Bashiru and Bannon and obviously because of the we're in a, the, an international break uh, Joe Wildsmith is, is, retains his place in net so he follows up his 9.7 performance with uh, with another another birth, another first team birth um, <laughs> I thought we rattled out of the blocks today
1: Oh yeah, we were alive and busy from the get-go Really, uh,
0: and culminated in probably what should have been the the first goal, which was that lovely series of passes. I mean, we with the, you might have notes before this, but uh, <clears throat> the the first thing that sort of sticks in my mind is is Patterson hitting the post eventually mm. uh, after I think it was Corbino and Deli Bashiru had combined.
1: Yes, yeah, that was uh Corbino surging into the middle. And then he just kind of did like a slide roll pass kind of out to the side for FDB. Yeah. That was fantastic. And then, you know, FDB just puts it on the plate basically on the, the deck for Patterson. And then he did a weird kind of back
0: heel. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, I don't know whether because Deli pass was kind of, I don't, it was a bit ahead of Corbino and maybe t- a touch behind Patterson. So Patterson ended up doing, yeah, a kind of side foot back-between-his-legs sort of effort, which unfortunately, well, beat the keeper, beat the defender, but it it trickled off the post. Um, I I didn't know whether Shadipo could have done a bit better as being the extra man in the box, but, I mean, he should have scored, and I suppose it's fair enough to assume he would have scored. So I don't want to be too harsh on on Shadipo at that point, really. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, nice chances. There was a bit of a scare where... Wildsmith very much on the break and against the run of play. They, yes. they, they, uh, it, it was, was it off the back of a the corner they broke forward? Number 17 broke forward with a lot of pace, but Palmer kept pace with him. Uh, but he still managed to get a, get a crossover. And it, Wildsmith sort of wildly flapped at it. Uh, and, and, the, and the man at the near, at the far post almost got it got an effort on target from it It sort of bobbled across the front Mm. of the goal. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well Smith going at it like he's a child, heartlessly chasing a kite. You know (laughs) those big kind of vibes. And then there was a you know a bit of a a bit of a mishap there and they stroked it across the middle, but luckily we're on yeah the defense was there to kind of clear it away. It was yeah very close and probably a bit of a warning sign of that you know, there's still a bit of potency to come from Gillingham. There's something
0: there, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, I would say I think I I picked up fairly early doors that we were struggling at the back today in a way that we've not with that back three. Um They were being care. They were being clever early do- early on. They had two big front men. They're not a particularly big team, Gillingham, or or certainly the the. The team that showed up to play us is not particularly big, mm-hmm. but in vidane Oliver and John, former, McKinney,
1: former Sheffield Wednesday academy,
0: former former academy lad, mm-hmm. now thirty years of age. That's I know,
1: little... I know. Well, that's that's the interesting former thing. There's there's less. I think there's a mentality to say that you know he has you know come back in an inverted commas against Sheffield Wednesday, but yeah. there's a huge span of his basically. By the time he was released from Wednesday, that was basically nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. He's 30 years old. Yeah. You know, he's never had a sniff of any first-team football at Sheffield Wednesday. No. It was very much a mentality that, like, you know, this this guy could, you know, much like a, a bunch of our youngsters will will do, and not all of them will have, you know, careers along the likes of, I don't know, you know, Palmer as much, you know, looking back to, Kind of wood spur and beavers, that kind of mentality yeah. previously, yeah. you know. But but there's obviously a hope and a, a chance for some of these to develop themselves as, you know, lower league players, and that's kind of come true for and Oliver. You know, he left as he went to York, I think it was afterwards, who I think were non league at that time. I think they were a conference side uh, about the time he applied his trade for them, and he's kind of hopped around amidst the fourth tier and you know the the conference as a result of this. And yeah. You know, I think had a pretty decent season for Gillingham last season, so he's he's coming into his own there, but yeah, no, um I was just bringing up to say that you can kind of look at it from that mentality, but it's not really it it's not a really a one that got away story for Sheffield. We're
0: a tiny part in his story, and he is mm. nothing but Wednesday's story, and uh yeah, he's had a serviceable big man front man career at lower league level that's he's never much, yeah. he's never troubled the championship but he can be an awkward bugger I mean and that's a, that's what he's built a, <laughs> you know he's a job of work that he does is be a bit of a nuisance and be a big man and lead the mm-hmm. line and he he did a, a very serviceable job to, with that today and and so basically at times early on their first their, their first thought was Get Oliver on Palmer and get Akinde on Johnson and try and isolate them and hit them. And I think we did a fairly good job of reacting to that. But then I don't know whether they figured this out or whether, you know, what happened was Dunkley just could not cope with Oliver. Dunkley was, it was like mm. watching Tom Lee's prime Tom Lee's being afraid of a, a big man. Dunkley, I think, needs to physically, he's a he's a giant with a the heart of a mouse, isn't he? Like he's very easily dissuaded. We've seen that with his strides forward. And I think the fact he couldn't bully and move around Oliver just got in his head. And he just was, he was up early for balls, he was de- arriving late for balls. And what the what happened then was he was leaving the other two exposed because how this has worked is Dunkley being the giant big defender wall <laughs> and the other two get to be play nice football around him. When that wall crumbles and starts to fall down, this looks like this system is a little bit more shaky. And I think the goal that they scored was almost a perfect example of that, where we failed with that first ball and then there's no like backup line of defence. If, if Dunkley goes and leads the charge and it fails, it's, um, it looks a little bit shaky from that point on. And they did have two or three chances like that where the ball dropped from Dunkley and Oliver attacking it. And then, yes, the person breaking on had a fairly easy job. Um, I can't remember who it was that put one wide, but that was, that was after their goal. It looked like it was going to be 2-0. Mm-hmm. But uh what did, yeah, so what did you make of the goal against us for dan Oliver's
1: just just seemingly came from nowhere, you know he's yeah. against the run of play, long free kick from deep, you know, we didn't win the first ball, and was there another touch from that, or was it essentially just kind of the header I, which I just
0: they just flicked it on from the huddle and Oliver.
1: yeah making... i it was a really nice little flick on, I must say yeah, and then just in exact right space, running onto it for don Oliver um. Just, just perfect timing for their perspective, and all he had to yeah. do was just pop it, pop it past Wildsmith, which he did pretty dutifully. But um, I, it's weird. I can't really, you know, we we seem to have some difficulty in winning those, winning those balls, defense from defensive set pieces, defending yeah. set pieces. Um, but it's a weird one because it's just, it's so. I didn't really feel any of a great threat from Gillingham today. I didn't feel. I don't know. It's it felt. It felt a little undeserved.
0: Oh, t- I mean, it was totally against the run of play. It was. It. I think it was. I mean, it's. Unfortunately, it's sort of what this Wednesday team does. So we we ran out mm. with a head of steam. We looked really good. We had that one chance. I mean, how many times under Moore and under um, Monk before him have we been sat here going, "Well, if we'd scored when we were doing well in that first ten minutes, who knows." Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is, <laughs> it's just such a familiar story. It's, I know. A, it, I know, all the classic Sheffield Wednesday tropes. And then not only that, you add the flim flam defense to it, where we then, under no pressure whatsoever, they weren't building ahead of steam. They have two efforts in the whole game on target. Um, and one of them goes in. Mm. Um, Again, I, is this one of these games where you're like, if Bailey Peacock-Farrell was in goal, maybe, we'd, maybe we don't concede that goal? I don't want to say... I'm not trying to make him out to be a perfect genius. And obviously, Joe Wildsmith is a reasonably good goalkeeper in his own right. He just got a 9.7, Luke, in that last game. I don't know if you heard <laughs> about that. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's a fragility we've... It felt like we shrugged off in the last few games. Mm. Uh, but it, it was well, an old... I would
1: say I would say, if BPF was in that, i'd I'd like to think he would have got down a lot quicker for for something for a chance yeah. like that, yeah, but in the weird way, it's not something that I think is a giant fault of Joe Wildsmith that he conceded. No. you know, but i' I'm finding it difficult to see who else is kind of really at fault. Maybe some of the defending ultimately I think it's defending from the set piece. it's yeah. It's not hundred percent convincing. Maybe I'm kind of used to this, unfortunately, because I watched enough Sheffield Wednesday.
0: It's a poor delivery, really. It lands behind the group of players. It's not. It doesn't actually get to because normally you have the group on the edge of the box, and it's dropped on the heads of them. Hmm. It doesn't actually have the legs to get there. But they've reacted better, better than us, quicker than us, um, and it's their it's their sort of front pairing that that. Uh, combined to get that first goal but yeah we had 15 minutes of just really like exciting play we looked dangerous down well particularly down that right flank I think there's a couple of criticisms coming today and Shadipo is very much first you know one of the forefront of my mind for just mm. not justifying his, his place in the team today um, <clears throat> but we we did I mean he was part of what was looking like one of the better performances we've seen at Hillsborough in a long time. We looked dangerous. We looked like we had a plan. Corbineau just looked unplayable.
1: Yeah. He
0: could go inside, outside that, that, that flank was just suffering either way. Um, we just didn't put it in. Mm-hmm. There was a missed touches by Camberry at times. There was, uh, there was a bit of miscontrol from wing at one point, but yeah, It all adds up to the same thing that we're we're 1-0 down at half time at Hillsborough. Mm -hmm. And...
1: I guess I've got a few more chances I can talk about. There's three three Wednesday chances I want to kind of focus on just in the first half. And I'll be honest, this is purely because this is pretty much all we kind of have for a lot of this game, really. And for the first half. So 25th minute, I thought that was a decent corner from Wing. Wing kind of did a, a kind of sand wedge just kind of chipped it in
0: yes
1: from the on the right corner, yeah, uh, Dunkley did really well to get up and get a header to it. Dunkley seemed very upset with himself about what he did with that, but i don't I don't really know what else he could have done in that situation, getting so high to get to the ball and and, and touched it on, and then FDB was just completely not aware to what was going on at all, yeah, like his reaction time was just nowhere quick enough. But that, that could have been a decent opportunity. Like I, I felt so that but, kind of flick on. could have before been Before that,
0: Dunkley had cleared one, hadn't he? Cleared, he got the ball in a really good position on his head and he flicked it backwards before, previously. So I don't know whether it was the combination of the two that left him really frustrated. Hmm. Um, one of the best bits of defending he did all game, actually, was that, that early corner. That, he, hmm. he, <laughs> that could have been really dangerous. They could have scored an own goal if he hadn't bailed them out.
1: 30th minute, Patterson was absolutely alive and alive and doing amazing stuff on the right. He did an amazing ping over in the middle, yeah. which then of all players you would expect to be in the middle and be on the end of this. Somehow it was Barry Bannon and he <laughs> met it very well. He I
0: did. Did you, think that was a f- did you think that was a handball? It was a shout from the crowd? Mm, I
1: was interested. I was going to ask you that as well because people seemed to think it was handball. It
0: did, did touch it.
1: It, hit it. hit his, his hand. hand. It hit his hand. It Did hit his hand. Is that anything? Just when that Bannon causes... heads it it's so
0: fast, isn't it? Yeah, that's what you've got. To do. Like, Bannon's such a fast header of the ball, it's one of the things he's famous for. When he's on Sky, they're always like, well, Who's man of the match? Well, Bannon with those fast headers, it's really hard to look past him. They always say, <laughs> You always say that, you always say that. <laughs> That was a really good effort. Uh, weirdly, he nearly scored a a, a header uh, a couple of weeks ago as well, didn't he? Mm. Um, this was a much better effort, though. He really he, he uh, put it on on uh, he got it on nicely on target with a bit of pace to it. Mm. I, th- I mean, I look- a lot
1: to do in that situation for, yeah. for anything to go. I, I'm, I'm unsure if it was if it wasn't deflected wide, what it would have really done, but. Mm. Mm.
0: There was a couple of good interventions because I think we had lots of shots, but I don't know that the keeper necessarily made any wonderful saves. Mm. But the you probably talk about it, but the what the what the header that stopped Corbino's effort was was really brave defending. And I, again, I don't I would have been interested to see where that would go if if we didn't have that intercession.
1: Forty mm-hmm. fifth minute and stoppage time. Uh, a bad surge forward on the counter. He fed it to Camberi, who snatched at it. Mm. That was a really bad choice. I think you could have kept done some some work to, I'd know keep it alive and cycle it for another bite of the cherry. I mean, he's not
0: good at that though, is he? No, but his hold up plays poor. Mm. And when you actually see his goals, I I don't mind him having that shot because I know it's the sort of goal he scores. Uh, when you look at his, the, his highlights from his time in Scotland, he gets that sort of got like hitting it early when the keeper's not set is something that generally has worked well for him previously. He didn't get hold of it properly, unfortunately, this time. But he sort of did everything right that you're supposed to. Mm. You know, didn't let the keeper get set, hit it across him, which should potentially challenge him. But when you hit it that that tamely, it doesn't add up to much, does it? Mm. I've got to say, I mean, it's so frustrating to get to half-time. I did turn to my sister Susan and say... The, the, there's a good chance I'll get booed off at halftime and it's absolutely undeserved. But I can see why, because it's we're back in this position where we're allowing a team like Gillingham, who are in bad form, who've are stuck together with glue and spittle and hope, um, and have got an absolute pratt of a manager. Um, we're letting them do their thing because they they've gone one nail ahead and now they can. Enjoy the day out at Hillsborough and take their time. And mm-hmm. the ref won't. I don't think he handed out, He handed out one yellow card for time wasting, even though he warned them for the first time in the thirtieth minute. Yeah. In the remaining sixty minutes of time wasting, he only handed out one yellow card. It was mm. pathetic. Um,
1: yeah, we know. We know that. We know that referee. You can play that game because you know you can play the numbers game and see that yeah. nine times out of ten, a referee is not going to punish you for that for that action.
0: Yeah. Yeah, gutless nonsense. But there was a lot to like. I mean, Patterson, Patterson, Patterson did not deserve to end up on... Well, we. I know we don't want to skip ahead, but Patterson absolutely worked his nudges off today.
1: His wee oaty-tatties. <laughs> oaty
0: his his oaty-tatties were red raw with all the running he did. <laughs> he worked his otitties to dumplings. Mm.
1: <laughs> I, i'm glad we got to to the you know to the halftime because i think it was a team that needed a halftime team talk
0: yeah because i mean yeah. we, we
1: came out the blocks. So i've mentioned a few chances but really again it's it's that thing of you know our heads are dropping a little bit yeah with this there's that feeling of oh not again and i don't know it, it, there's a weird thing you know we if you make your own look in football yeah. I, think, I think we all make we, make, we make our own lack of misfortune as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And things like the frustration, I mean, we've said so many times, time-wasting is is only frustrating because we've, we've allowed that, them to be in a position where they're able to do it. They would not be time-wasting if we were 2-0 up. Um, and if we'd shown that composure, taken those chances maybe maybe we would have been in a position where we are doing the time wasting and I love time wasting when it 's us doing it um they They made a change Verde, not Oliver only made it to the fifty sixth minute uh and was replaced by Gerald Sithole uh which is a very funny name and i did I did remark gerald 's a sithole. I want to go home uh <laughs> No changes at halftime. No, it wasn't. What it was changes changes in sort of attitude and yeah, well, way actually, of I working rather more
1: than kind of adequate with this. I mean, one thing we haven't noticed is in kind of looking at this lineup, it's a bit like the back three is weirdly kind of become a kind of weird convention now. Yes, for what we have for the for the options we have, it is suitable enough. It, yeah. it, it sometimes looked like it works really well. Overall, I don't think it 100% works, but it, there's a weird unorthodox success to it as much as it can be successful. I felt the whole thing with moving everything else around to accommodate the other options we had was really our weakness today. Well. Wow. Because, I mean, the big thing is we've mentioned, so coming into this, I was like, where's Gregory? Yeah. Gregory appears to have a calf injury. Yeah. We don't know how serious that is. When it may
0: even be long-term.
1: When you hear that players are going for scans mm. on an injury. Yeah. It's usually, usually pretty bad news in terms of timelines.
0: Well, I think so uh, there's a couple of things to so yes, I, I agree with the well, there were some interesting things. So I thought Deli Bashiru was being asked to play a a lot deeper, which sort of ruins what he's really yeah. good at. Mm. And I, I thought we'd got past this idea of Bannon being the guy that's furthest forward out of the midfield, but apparently not. We went back to that this first half, and in the second half for for, for most of it as well. I know it did. It had moments of paying off. Obviously, he nearly got the header, but then would you rather somebody who's not five foot heading the ball? Probably is the mm. answer. Um, he had the header. He did play a part in the goal, but before the goal, we brought on Berahino. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, my heart sank. Uh, at the yeah, hour mark, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think anybody else in the ground was looking at that and going, do you know what we need now is Saido Berahino.
1: No, but nobody ever does, really they, really?
0: But, the, oh, but Darren Moore does, unfortunately.
1: I know. He is the boy
0: of endless chances. Yep. So um, I, I mean
1: that's the thing though it's just a bit like I'm happy with Corbin being a wing back that's that's working really well and he had a fantastic game today I think he's a player talented enough to do something on either wing yeah um, missing out miss another injury is Jack Hunt's got a hand injury so he played yes. midweek so we can't have him right wing back and then have mm-hmm. Corbin on the left um, which is he's, he's done good work there he did great work on the right wing today but he's done great work on left wing as well like I said. Um, Shadipo, I thought Shadipo was better than usual, but I think that's probably damning with fame praise, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, outside of this, we're missing Patterson the right wing back. Yeah. Because we're putting Patterson up top.
0: So that's... I think... So, obviously, Gregory's out. Yeah. That's an unavoidable. You have to make a change. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You know, that's fair enough. But I do think... I think Corbino... See... He looked so good early on. And then by midway through the second half, I was frustrated and I almost didn't want him to get the ball anymore. And I think partly he sort of ran out of ideas, but I also think, I think he will, unless he grows as a player, which is obviously he's young enough that that's possible. um, I think he will find probably he's a a left winger, not a right winger out Mm -hmm. of the two. Uh, although right is his dominant foot, I think it's a better use of his threats being on the left because he's happy, if needs be, to push and put a ball in with his left foot. We saw it um we saw it during the Sunderland game. He can he can actually, you know, it's a perfectly decent serviceable foot. Left foot he's got on his, his uh is leg there. Um and he got the, got an assist with it. Um but cutting in the benefit of him being on the left wing, cutting in means he's on his strong foot. So any shots or passes he plays cutting in
1: mm-hmm.
0: are with his strong foot. And in the second half, when he was let more tired, didn't have the legs to run around the outside any uh, uh, as much, because uh, first half it was pretty much all get on and get on my right foot and play a cross. Second half he was cutting in on his left, and that's where the passes were poorer, the shots were awful, including the very last shot we had was desperate. Um, he sort of thumped it 20 feet over from 40 yards out. You know, it was he was making some odd choices towards the end there. But I don't, for me, the problem was Shadipo rather than him, because everything had to go down that side because Shadipo was just such a non-entity he didn't want to take on his man he looks nervous on the ball yep. he gives it away too often and then add in another player that's in that same vein of form in Berahino oh, he had the two best chances for us this game even well beyond the goal we did get an equalizer by the way we should talk about that i guess hmm. <laughs> was berahino played through with Deli bashiro before the goal before...
1: uh that 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 was before, yes. That
0: was before. Yeah. And he just didn't want it. it. It was a great pass into his path. Yep. All he needed to do was open his body, take it with his left foot, and he was he had a shot, but he stopped. He just didn't move and then got tackled. And he did that twice in really, really good opportunities. What's he for? What is he for? He can't run with the ball. He can't pass it. He doesn't want to shoot. Stop picking him, <laughs> it's driving me daft,
1: mm. and he will
0: lose him his job if he keeps doing it, keeps picking him regardless of form. Mm. Um, <laughs> so Six- we,
1: we... <sighs> 63rd minute, um, because I, I also have the note on the 67th minute about Berhino losing the ball. Yeah, 63rd minute, Pato misses. How did he miss?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a bad miss.
1: Corbin yeah. who did so well to play across the box. And Patterson somehow scuffed it away.
0: Yeah, it's a. Canberry would have finished that. Canberry would have put that in the roof of the net. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was a really poor miss and, and inexplicable. He just got his timing completely mm. wrong.
1: Should you know how been? um you know how God made man in His image, Rich. Yeah. So Steve Evans, he made a Gillingham side that is about as much of a cunt as he is.
0: <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
1: A dirty, dirty little side.
0: Oh, awful. And
1: ha- happy to just, just time waste. Yeah. Entire game away, pretty much. Yeah. Strong, strong memories of Billy Davis' Nottingham Forest side.
0: Oh, it's, he is. I mean, in many, many ways, he is a tin pot Billy Davis, isn't he?
1: Yeah, really is. B-
0: B- Billy Davis without the chattels of success that once, uh, he once had. Hmm. He also t- apparently said he was offered the Wednesday did. job. Luke.
1: Yes, he did. Well, I remember I mean, there was some interest about that because it was someone who was, he was heavily linked with the Wednesday job.
0: And everybody and was like, please no.
1: Please no, please, please no, no. no. We do not want Steve Evans. And then, uh, so... And it, then
0: he turned it down, Luke, because, because there's a saying in Yorkshire, once a fat Scottish prick, always a fat Scottish prick.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: No, once a Miller, always a Miller. Uh, but that didn't stop him taking the Leeds job, did it?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Do you think he's? Does he still look like um, a drag act that's taking the wig off? Because he's got weirdly like fluttery eyelashes for a big.
1: He does. He does. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of foundation on the cheeks.
0: <laughs> Corbinot had a decent effort. Have you got that one down?
1: Uh, which minute mark are you thinking about prior, prior to, to the goal? goal? Oh no, I think I probably missed that one. I'll be honest.
0: Uh, he just sort of it is similar to the one where he set up Patterson, but this time he got fed up and just had a shot instead because he tried crossing it to people and they weren't to be trusted. It was the one where Camberry played it, spread the play with a lovely outside outside of his right foot pass. It was the one one nice bit of forward play Camberry did to that point. But the keeper saved it very easily. But we were, I mean, we were trying. <laughs> yeah. The goal itself was bizarre. It literally.
1: was 74th minute, finally. So, Deli Bashuru absolutely flubbed across over. Yes. Like that was not glamorous at all. It was long and deep. Patterson yeah. just does wonders with this. Yeah. He up high for the header. He falls over and manages to scramble it out excellently comes out to the onrushing Barry Bannon, who absolutely rafts it. We it, haven't seen him hit a football that well for quite a while, and pulled yeah. out a great stop from from coming. Yeah, great the, stop uh,
0: from the keeper.
1: coming, the Gillingham keeper, did a great stop, but there's only so much you can do, and then my heart always drops in these situations when we pounce on it, a thing like this, because I'm wondering they're thinking, it's going to be giving us an offside, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: no, luckily enough. Canberry was there, he was onside, and he just he just stabbed at home. One-one.
0: Fourth goal of the season for him.
1: Fourth goal of the season. It's insane.
0: Yeah. it's,
1: it's marks of Gregory, isn't it? It's it's certain notes of Gregory coming through in Canberry, just just without the rest of the play, I guess.
0: The little Albanian that could. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we you know, it was um there's there was bluster everyone ran back you know we grabbed the ball from the back of the net and mm. ran back up the pitch um, tried to tried to give it some
1: because people would be annoyed at the metrics if they hadn't done that right
0: <laughs> yes yes optics or metrics optics
1: optics well both yeah but optics thank you
0: the optrex. people would be really annoyed at not having optrex to clean their contact lenses to Mm-mm. let me show you the replay <laughs> <sighs> did you love Marvin Johnson's foul where he just absolutely battered? I through did. Just absolutely sighed the,
1: the guy down on the 80th minute. Pretty, pretty wholehearted yellow card there.
0: <laughs> Johnson nearly got a goal for himself. That was probably our best effort after post scoring the equalizer.
1: Was that that one or was that the uh, Corbinel?
0: It was the one that went like Pat. Patterson sort of went for it, but didn't. It sort of went through him, and that threw the ref through the goalkeeper. So it had to be cleared, almost cleared off the line. Oh well, yeah. I caught, was Coburno straight after that? In fact,
1: Coburn was straight after with a kind of long looping kind of right foot volley, right from kind of uh, from the depth of the opposition's box.
0: That was the one. So there were two separate incidents. So the first one was Johnson did one of his balls from deep. And he was trying to curl it into the front man. So he kind of, um, he picked, basically it's an absolutely brilliant pass. Picked out Patterson, who unfortunately missed it. But the keeper had assumed Patterson was going to get a touch. So was was in, a, was in a bad place then when the ball continued on. And it was going to go in the far post, but their keep their uh, defender cleared it. Not off the line, but it was close enough. But yeah, that Corbino effort looked really nice. But I love Delibashiru's Bashiru's strength before that, just battering through a guy on the, um, on the byline and then picking out. I thought he picked out his pass pretty well. I don't know how Camberi managed to sort of shoot backwards <laughs> in the way that he did. Um, but Cor- oh, it's uh, agonising, that Corbino effort. You got it in your notes there?
1: No, I do. Yeah, just uh, yeah. you know, came out and nearly, flo- nearly floated it in. It looked like it was destined into, nestle into the corner from when he just made yeah. that connection. Like lovely, just flow through. But uh, no, just what?
0: And a desperate lunge from the goalkeeper, which normally is like the telling that this is something that's on target and he's worried about. You know that that's normally the 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 telltale sign that um, yeah, you've hit hit the spot with it. But oh, but. That was pretty much it, you know. We had a bad... Um, <laughs> Corbino just did a terrible <laughs> shot where he cut in and just, like, walloped it as hard as he could. Walloped, um, it. walloped it. But anything else there, notes-wise?
1: No, that was it. I mean, again, once again, it's another game of Sheffield Wednesday football, which Rich and I cover, and the notes just kind of really dwindle in the second half when we feel we, we've know, we've known this one before.
0: Yeah. Is it? So- is there a
1: different version of the kind of Mandela effect, which is a bit like uh, deja vu? Maybe it's a bit like deja vu, but specifically with a very poor sitcom. That's what it feels like. This feels like a really, this feels like a really C minus episode of How I Met Your Mother, which <laughs> we haven't seen before, but we kind of have seen before.
0: <laughs> I think I have seen this one before. Barney is womanizing, so that seems familiar. Ted seems to, seems to fancy Robin, but they can't get it together. Uh, have I seen this one before? <laughs> but it has all
1: those traits, doesn't it? It's another yeah. game
0: Yeah,
1: where Sheffield Wednesday were kind of the better side, but we didn't really do enough to show it on the pitch. We didn't really have the cutthroat chances. We were the masters of our own undoing. And once again, this is another entry in, you know, all the rhetoric coming into this match. And I applaud and do doff my cap to the Sheffield Wednesday social media team. But in build up to this, and maybe to try and flog a few more tickets and get a few more bums and seats down at S6, you know, we're coming out of the mentality saying that Wednesday are unbeaten in 10. I mean, we haven't lost
0: a league game, Rich, since the beginning of October. I know that's the strange thing, isn't it? It's been wholly disappointing. <laughs>
1: but but I'd I'd give a couple of those games. You know, I'd give a couple of those games to win a couple of those games. I would lose a couple of those games if
0: we got two two wins. Two two wins and two losses is better than four draws at the end of the day.
1: Completely, completely. But also just doesn't make, just yeah, just, just makes me just insanely mad with apathy.
0: Well, it's also we went a goal behind and we know how that goes as well.
1: No, we know that there's enough to do to score one goal in a game, let alone two. Yeah. And then if you make these players very conscious of it, then it's, it's terrible news for them.
0: I know. It's bad no. news for
1: us. It's bad news for the players.
0: I, I, I follow, um, vaguely, because again, it's another local team, I follow Hollywood's club in, in Wrexham. And they were 1-0 down at halftime as well, but they won 6-2. That will ne- I just never feel like that is something that could happen for Sheffield Wednesday. No. Uh, the most I'm hoping for at that halftime is that we get one goal back and we don't mm. mess up again and let them score.
1: There seemed to be a thing, I don't know if it was this week or whether it was maybe last week, but it talks a bit about in the press that Wednesday have hired a sports psychologist. Yes. But I, I think the problem with looking at a sports psychologist is who do you actually define, when it's a collective problem, how do you kind of isolate that and address that as a collective, because it's not one individual here.
0: Have you not seen, you know, the, uh, you know, that uh, the bubble, the sort of indoor training pitch, mm. that is all chaise lounge now. And um their whole team does a group session so that they don't lose their minds collectively with five minutes to go.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But then again, we're having this kind of weird, Schrodinger's point conversation, right? It's like, is this, yeah. Is this two points dropped? Is point it a point from gained? behind. It's a point but, from behind.
0: But we ran the show. We had way more. We had 22 shots to their five. We had nine on target to their three. We had 67% of the possession. We had seven corner kicks. They had two. Yeah, we, we ran this game. We were much better all the way through. But we come out with just one point against a team that are pretty much in the relegation zone they're just out they're just sort of got their mouths out of the water of relegation but that's about it we are that you know we should be beating that's the thing this is a very winnable run of games yeah that's that's what makes it disappointing is we should be beating Wimbledon Cambridge and, and Lincoln if if we're going to if supposedly we're a team that is going to be challenging in this table at the top end these are teams we should be running through and we've made very very heavy weather to to not lose those games just get the draws um so uh honorable mention Corbinow fair enough yeah Uh,
1: Canberra got a goal
0: I think Colbino stood out i did I did really like his work, particularly first half. He was really he's what you want to see as a fan. he gets you off you know gets you on the edge you see he's exciting uh any villains of the piece i don't know i am finding it hard
1: to kind of muster any great appetite to say who is a villain for the piece
0: for me I it's know, Be- like I think Barahino had our two i know they didn't. There weren't chances in the way Patterson. I suppose Patterson's chance is the best chance that we passed up. But if Berahino had shown any of the appetite I would like to see from a striker, and to be honest, any of the appetite any of his fellow strikers would uh, at Wednesday would have shown in those situations. He sh- he should have had very easy meat in terms of getting a getting an effort on goal, and neither of them turned into that because he's a coward. Mm. And desperately put
1: the short on form mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to kind of be i don't know like i'm I'm so apathetic with Sheffield Wednesday mm. on this side like it it doesn't once again i'm i'm I apologize everybody. I'm recording an episode of this, which if you've got this far, congratulations. <laughs> There's no prize I have for you like it it is just a this is just a repeat performance this is just this is just Sheffield yeah. Wednesday doing. Being underwhelming against a really shit side, who we make look to be much better than they actually are, and you know Berahino not very good. No, no, he isn't. No. He's playing a lot of games. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else. I don't know. Maybe, maybe be brave to actually give Adidoi a run out in this, this team. Who well, else? I thought, who else could we play?
0: I thought with the annoyed because I thought Shadipo was a non-event.
1: Yeah, another thing. Another.
0: On- Even it's another
1: one for the bingo card, you know,
0: yeah. Uh, And then, and then I thought Barahino was a terrible sub to bring on, but so Mm. I thought looked pretty bright when he came. He took a little little while to kind of get his first touch, but he had a really solid kind of breakaway. And, um, what begs the question when you when what? Maybe it's maybe Darren Moore is the answer to the annoyance. Uh, the, 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 but I suppose I know what you're saying. There's no villain because we played we played well enough to win. So there's really no villain, but still. Mm. But when certain players it's the it's the it's how these decisions are getting made and why certain players have endless chances to draw on and other players get don't have it such yeah. short shrift. That's where it gets hard to understand what's going on. And mm-hmm. like so has barely got a sniff. He's he's allowed to play in the Johnson's Paint, the the, the, the slice of the action trophy. I don't know why I'm insisting on calling it the Johnson's Paint today. The the the, the, the Papa John's trophy. And he's scored two out of three times he's played. And fairly decent goals, both of them. And I thought mm. and he's kind of looked bright and direct, but he doesn't, that doesn't. Translate into first team chances, whereas Shadipo has been woefully short on form and anything to show for his time on the pitch, but gets these first port of call every time. Anytime somebody goes down uh, on the left wing, he's the guy that gets pulled put on. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating to have the same conversation again, the same game, the same sinking feeling that the good start doesn't count for anything. I hope and I I'm reasonably confident this this will be the case. I hope we don't kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and start start again in terms of shape and things like that. I do think again the basics here are better than they have been most of the season. That's uh, fair. It, that's it. It feels like there's some there's a core that should stay there. Mm. Um and we were probably only a few tweaks away from really making making the impacts that we needed to. I think Deli Bashir was misused playing that deep. uh, And then when he was allowed to play further forward, we got to see more of him, thankfully. But we missed Patterson being on the right and Corbineau on the left. I think that feels like a key to this new style of playing. Um, and those partnerships that, you know, building that familiarity, particularly if we're wanting Pat Palmer and Johnson to push forward and have those overlaps and feel comfortable doing it, they need to know the rhythms of the guy next to them. Uh, so that was broken today. And I think we were poorer for it. I, I would have liked to have kept the five as they were. And I, I would have preferred to see Ber- Berahino start and Patterson be right wing back. Honestly, mm. <laughs> no, I
1: know. No, I agree too. I agree too.
0: I feel like we made the wrong change to start with, and it on un, it unbalanced us, and we never quite it's, got it's a balance back.
1: Every time we take something out, we take a piece out to bring another striker on. Yeah, it just it never works. It never has anything good to do with any of our play. It is really
0: tough. really worrying. If Gregory's out long term, that's really worrying because we are very. Mm. On him.
1: Well, yeah, the, the situation becomes what are our options then?
0: Yeah. Have we, I know we've looked at this previously with Bannon and it wasn't possible because he was too t- too tiny and ginger. Um, but can we clone Patterson? Is there a possibility there?
1: There's a lot of Patterson. To There's to more clone.
0: material. Yeah. Could he sort of self replicate in some way?
1: It's <laughs> worth a try. Yeah. Better try than bringing on uh, Berahino for wings. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's more, it's more likely to work. Splitting the pato.
1: <laughs> Is it splitting the pato or splitting the patum?
0: Oh, the calump. Splitting the calump.
1: You're splitting the
0: calump. <laughs> oh well. On that note, Luke, I think I'm going to say uh, cheery bye. I don't think there's much more to say on this. Yeah, another episode of Groundhog Day, the sitcom where nothing ever changes, but Sheffield Wednesday keep getting one point. I know. <laughs> oh, you 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 got a little defeated face, Luke. <laughs> I guess so.
1: I guess so. <laughs> we're just it's the face of a man who's always always just two points off a of playoff spot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're always continually two points off. It's the it's the tortoise in the hare. Mm. but we're just with two points but we
0: know how that ends Plymouth Argyle hoisted by their own petards actually don't notice us overtaking them and winning the race so fingers crossed I'm as hopeful as you Luke that sounds good let's take that hope into the week ahead folks we'll we'll have FA Cup glory this this is maybe the start of the great dropping off of, uh, of Plymouth Argyle We'll show them. (laughs) Sure. All right. Cheerio folks.
1: See everybody. Bye. Bye.